0: Bye.
1: The Bible assures us in Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Welcome to Faith to Faith. Here are your hosts, Etienne McClintock and Braden Entman.
2: Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome Thank you for tuning into the program again today Braden and myself are delighted to have your company And just as we start, we just want to ask God's blessing on your study and our time together Gracious Father in Heaven, thank you for all your blessings Thank you for another day Thank you for the Word of God that can be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path Father, we just ask for your Spirit to guide and lead us Baptize us anew, teach us and instruct us And lead us into all truth as you have promised Is our prayer in Jesus' name, Amen Amen so we have this program that deals with faith Now faith is essential You know the, uh, the people who came through the Reformation spoke about faith alone Grace alone, faith alone, the glory of God alone Now faith as we've unpacked it before We said faith is placing explicit confidence in the word of God exclusively So that's the exclusion of everything else in the Word of God exclusively, simply because we know the person who the Word has been spoken from. We can trust God, as we unpacked in the past, it's impossible for God to lie. Then, also expecting what God has said, either in person or through His prophets, to be accomplished without any need for external aid. In other words, when God says something, He doesn't need us to go and fulfill it, He fulfills it Himself because His Word has power. And we've spoken about that a little bit, seeing God's word active in creation. Now, uh, at times, Braden, I have taken on some projects. You know, you, you've got some plans. You've got some ideas and thoughts and think, okay, well, I'll do this. I'll knock that out maybe in a half an hour or maybe I'll do it in a day or two. And as you take the projects on, they sometimes turn out to be a little bit more complex <laughs> or a little bit more difficult than you had anticipated. Have you got any examples of that where you've taken on some projects and they've turned out to be a little bit harder than you expected?
3: I actually just had one yesterday. And, um, Oh, I turned out relatively okay, but I just was not happy with it. Mm. Um, my housemate has just bought a car, and the gear stick in this little Ford Fiesta, the little fake leather sock that goes around the gear okay, stick, yes. um, he'd had frayed and had kind of torn off the top of the, the knob of the gear stick. Mm. And he wanted to know how we could fix it, and so he pulled it apart and called me down. Um, I was just upstairs, and, and um, I took on the project. I took it on, and I was going to do something to fix this, and I ended up snipping the top off. Um, thinking that if I just clean up the top, I can work it again. But yeah. the more you snip down this cone-shaped um, sock, right. the, the bigger the hole gets at the top. Okay, yes. And, and it's very, very hard to actually get it back again. And I just was realizing that I've just bitten off something a little bit more than I can chew. Oh. And so I started to um, um, come up with some other ideas. I actually undid the stitching of the sock, mm. this fake leather sock. And actually now I've got this big flat piece of <laughs> fake leather. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what am I going to do here? I ended up getting... The scissors out again, and actually cutting down the sock, and then trying to stitch it back together, and to
2: try and get the neck at the top narrow again,
3: to get the neck at the top narrower. Yeah, and I stitched it up, and look, I don't have much experience with stitching. Um, they're happy with it, but as I as I got to that point, I just said, "Braden, why did you take on this project?" Okay, you know, I, I thought that I could fix this. Mm. Um, I thought that it'd just be a you know a simple little fix, but I was out there for about an hour trying to solve this problem. Wow, and I told him, I said. Um, I told my mate, I said, I think what you need to do is just head down to the Ford dealership and pay a bit of money and just buy a brand new one. Okay. You know, we, we were trying to fix something that really, um, it's beyond it.
2: Okay. So From the materials the, that you had to work with there were no longer sufficient to were, fix it. They were no longer sufficient. But
3: I find it so interesting we do that in our own lives. We think that with this thing that we've been given, mm. this life, this experience and all that kind of stuff, we keep trying to... Fix something that's broke (laughs) Yes Something that's broken And we're trying to fix it all the time And trying to make something new Out of something that's deteriorated, dilapidated Mm. And we frustrate ourselves with just so much time and energy Trying to make ourselves into something more than what we are Right But we just make it worse
0: Mm.
2: Yeah Yeah No, I've noticed there's a text there in Romans where it says You know, who works is not counted as grace but as debt and that could be interpreted probably two ways. But that debt sometimes thinks, you know, you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole, but as you're digging, you're just making the hole deeper. You're actually making things worse rather than better. That's right. And that's probably a good example of that, you know, we are trying to fix something and it turns out to be worse than it was before. Um, I actually have a little bit of a story as well. I, uh, I had a motorbike years ago. And I've always wanted to get back into motorbikes, you know. And I've I've sometimes joked and said, I I wouldn't mind a midlife crisis because they get all the nice toys, you know. So (laughs) I ended up finally buying myself a motorbike. I thought it would be a good way, especially with the fuel prices the way they are nowadays. That would save me a little bit of money running to work and back. And I got myself a learner's because I never finally sat my exam with, with my, uh, my motorbike license going many, many years ago. So I bought this motorbike, just a cheapy, you And know? I thought, oh, well, let me just get it checked over. Got it checked over. Had a few things that I need to fix on that. It was another $1,000, which I didn't expect. I should have just spent the extra money. My wife <laughs> particularly reminded me of, of that later. But one of the things I found out, I bought this during daylight saving time, and after daylight saving uh, fell away, I went to go and visit somebody one evening, and it's dark by 6 o'clock already, so I went home about 6.30, and I'm driving with these lights on, and I realize how terrible these headlights are on this motorbike. I can't see a thing. I'm struggling to see the road at 40 kilometers an hour. I mean, at 45, 50 kilometers an hour, am I driving the beam on this light? (laughs) That shows you how bad it was, right? So I'm going, I need to fix these lights. So I take it to the the motorbike dealer and said, listen, I need to get these lights sorted out. They're just worse. Then they checked and they said, oh, there was a little bit of a wiring issue in one of them. And also one of the bulbs had something loose and it wouldn't have been as bright. So they put a new light bulb in and I tried it out at night. But still, when cars are coming the other way, it's not bright enough in front of me To actually see where the road is So I've got to guess I want to stay to the left Of where their lights are But i also going to make sure I don't go too far left Because I can't see Where the shoulder of the road finishes And where I'm going to hit the gravel Or whatever it is The grass or whatever it is Oh you dear know? So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm driving very nervously Down this road you know, And I'm really worried And when the cars come behind me Because they're catching up Because I'm slowing down I can't see a thing they the lights are so bright behind me. They're casting a shadow where my light's supposed to be. <laughs> it shows you how bad it is. So I finally go online. And I think, oh, I'm going to go buy myself some LED lights, you know. And I talk to the guy. He goes, just yes, get some H3 lights, buy them, and we'll just fit them for you. So I end up buying these super duper bright LED lights, and I thought they'd be excellent for my motorbike. Take it back to him. He gets back to me. He goes, listen, this is a bigger job than we thought. We thought we'd just take the fairing off, put it in. You know, 20 minutes, half hour later, it's all done. It's going to be a two-hour-plus job because we have to take the head out. We now have to bore it because the lights you bought are too big. They can't fit into the original socket. And I go, oh, okay, so how much is that going to cost me anyway? $250 later, I have these new super-duper lights fit into my, my motorbike. And I'm driving around at night, and I can't tell any difference. I, I just can't see anything with this. And I thought, well, oh, maybe it's just because you know I decided to take the motorway so I don't get blinded by the headlights coming from the front anymore. And I can sort of take the benefit of the lights of the cars as they go past me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these lights are worse. I've spent $250 on fixing a problem which actually didn't fix the problem or left it where it was. It actually got worse. Oh, dear. I can't see a thing. So now I can't even put the old headlights back in. Because they won't fit, the holes are too big now. Because they've bored them out, they've drilled them out to put these new headlights in. So I've got a worse problem. I tried to fix this problem, spent money on it. I mean, that's money I can't get back. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said he's not going to give me a refund because it was he was just doing a favour for me to fit these these new lights. So I've made things worse. I wanted to see, you know, I wanted light, and I've I, I haven't got enough light. So I can't drive the motorbike at night. I only can drive it during the daytime. And now while it's winter. Obviously it's not working too well for me Because I leave when it's dark And I get home when it's dark
3: Oh dear (laughs) You know what that reminds me of a Bible verse In Matthew chapter 5 Jesus says You are the light of the world Mm. Uh, A city that is set on a hill Cannot be hid Um, Then it goes on to say Let your light so shine before men That they may see your good works And glorify your Father in heaven I find it so interesting Jesus has called us to be a light Shining in this dark world Yes And what is that light According to this verse It's our good works it 's living life in a good way and doing good things, mm. um, selfless deeds of kindness to others and Jesus says that 's how you reveal the light to the to the world yeah, so he's called us to be the light and and sometimes we kind of do just what you 're doing with that motorbike <laughs> we We kind of just trying to fit new different bulbs into it, and you know as you were saying you you probably should have got
2: a different motorbike <laughs> I, I should have i would have saved money by now,
3: <laughs> but it 's interesting we we try so desperately to just modify, mm. um, strap a head torch to the front of something and just trying to become what God has called us to be.
2: I've looked at all those things. You wouldn't believe I went to Bunnings to find the brightest torch they would have and think, how can I strap it to the front You know, while it's winter so I can see? I've abandoned all those ideas because it just, it just <laughs> wouldn't work.
3: <laughs> and, and don't we just um, chuckle a little bit when we think about our Christian experience sometimes, um, the, the, the old spiritual trip down to Bunnings to get something to strap on the front to try to— Make do Trying to, trying to modify And mm. try to just make it work When God is actually revealed in the scriptures That modification is not what Christianity is mm. about It's not about just modifying us
2: And I like where you're going with this thought as well Because I mean that concept of just developing What is inherently in us already You know Okay there's a little bit of light So my high sung motorbike Had a little bit of light I think I want to fix it But I made it worse so is it possible that we, in our desire to strive to be a light, actually think that the source may be within us, but it's not really? It needs to come externally from us? It's interesting, yeah. Because, I mean, we we look at creation, for example, right? And creation and salvation, creation and redemption are connected because it's the same God that created, that saves, and the same God that spoke creation and existence that actually speaks righteousness into our lives, but the uh, the God in, in the first day of creation that spoke light into existence I've always wondered about that light because we know it's day four So three days later that God actually makes the sun and the moon And he says he also made the stars So what was that light? Is there a text that gives us a bit of an understanding regarding what that light could be? Now we actually find it
3: in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 And we actually find quite a lot about light and darkness in this particular chapter but I love this when Paul is writing this particular verse um he's very much pointing our minds to creation because on that first day we have darkness and void and emptiness mm. and this watery chaos um and then God steps in and does something um and brings this beautiful world um out of this dark abyss
2: yes
3: in so chapter chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians and verse 6 it Paul says for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness.
2: Okay, so that's definitely a reference to the first day of creation, isn't it? Yep. God said, Let there be light. There was no light before. There was just the, the the earth was void and dark. And here God says, Let there be light, and there was light. Okay, so we are on the first day of creation as our reference point for that.
3: That's right. So he's referring to the God who, way back in the beginning, mm. spoke. And, and spoke light into a very dark place. Yes. So for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts. That's interesting. He's shone in our hearts yeah. to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ.
0: Hmm.
2: You know that is fascinating. So this light, the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, just like in creation, now in. Redemption in enlightening us and giving us understanding Shines that same light Must be by the same word, I would say Mm. Into our hearts And by doing that, it gives us the light of the knowledge Of the glory of God Now that is is fascinating Because knowledge obviously comes to us As a a means of instruction And we, we are instructed by listening to God By listening to his word But it's not just any knowledge It talks about the knowledge of the glory of God So this, when we talk about glory, you know, Moses asked to see God's glory, didn't he? He did, yeah. He had a knowledge of God more than anybody, any person living at that time. But he wanted to know more. And he said to God, show me your glory. And then God said, I will make all my goodness to pass before you. So the glory of God is his goodness. And he says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. And then he says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, abundant in mercy and truth you know so it talks about truth it talks about his character talks about his character yeah, yeah. so the, the way god shines in us is through the same word but it's through a knowledge which is a knowledge about who god is it's about his glory and his character so if we can if we can kind of
3: summarize what's going on here um paul is contrasting two situations mm. he's got this this picture way back in the beginning where you've got this dark vacuous void um and you've got god who speaks and light shines into this dark place. Yes. And then we have fast forward to Paul's time, and he's talking about the human heart, mm. which is a, which is equally as dark, yes. which is like a vacuous, empty abyss. Mm. And God is the same. God is wanting to speak light into this environment, and then Paul actually explains what that light is. Its light is actually knowledge. It's information. It's a revelation of God's character. And it's and he specifically says that's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. It's so interesting that Jesus himself says in John chapter eight, he says, "I am the light of the world. Yes, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, mm. but will have the light of life." So Jesus comes as the light of the world. He is light. He's. And it's interesting. He's the Word. Um, he brings God's message of of grace to this planet, and he comes to this world, and he from his very face shines the glory of God. Mm. And that's going to do something in this world to recreate us in in his image. Um, I'll just quickly read from chapter 3. How does this glory, this shining light affect us? In verse 18, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, Mm. from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Right. So, as we see this glory, as we see God's character being shone into our hearts, um, if we are willing, we will actually begin to reflect that image. Yes. As the Spirit of God transforms us from the inside out. Mm. Um, so God's business is to reveal His goodness to us, and then by the Spirit to transform us to reflect that exact same image.
2: Mm, amen. So here the word transformation is used. Now uh, that we are to be transformed into the same image from glory to glory, that's transformation. But in the gospel, do we also see the same power as in recreation? Because creation is instant. You know, that's we right. read there in Psalm chapter thirty three, verse six. You know that uh, God, and verse nine as well. It says that by the word of the Lord the heavens were framed and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He commanded and stood fast. He spoke and it was done mm. instantly. So we obviously have regeneration, but we also have recreation. We can be instant. Now you went to chapter three of Second Corinthians. We've read from chapter four and verse six. I want to go to chapter five. Okay, and just three, connect. four, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how it's worked out in our discussion here. But verse seventeen. It tells us something fascinating It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ He is a new creation That's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah So we've we've read about regeneration Or being transformed, transformation But now we're also talking about recreation If anybody's in Christ, he's a new creation Old things have passed away Behold, all things have become new So God is able to not only transform but he's also able to recreate. So what happens is, you know, my motorbike doesn't just need me to uh, to have those headlights replaced and I thought I was doing a good job or do a rebore or strap a torch. Or <laughs> those things that'll work. I need to re- replace the whole thing actually to make it work properly for me. Otherwise, I won't be able to drive it at night. I can drive it while the sun's shining, but when the sun goes down, I'm in serious trouble. I'm mm. a danger to myself and everybody else on the road.
3: <laughs> That's so interesting. And I think also about the Psalm, Psalm 51 This is the prayer of David After his um, terrible failure mm. So um, just for a bit of background He's just gone and kind of set up a guy to be killed So he could steal his wife mm. And then he kind of hides it And ends up having a child with this lady And God kind of taps him on the shoulder And, and holds him to account for what he has done Yes. And David, um, he takes it so well and is truly oh. repentant and this is his prayer. He doesn't mm. say, "God, just strap a head torch to the front of my motorbike." <laughs> he doesn't say just yes. just give me a paint job. He doesn't just say just just do this or, you know, what he what he recognizes is that from the very inside he needs to be transformed completely. And we actually find this in verse 10. He says, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, mm. and renew a steadfast spirit within me do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your holy spirit away from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit mm. then i will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you i find wow. this is so interesting you know we we want to reflect god's character we want to be used by god to bring others to christ mm. But what David recognizes Is that before he can do any of that Before he can be winning people to Christ And bringing people to the knowledge of salvation He needs a new heart Mm. And it says create Yes. And if I list all of the words here It says create Renew, restore Mm. Uphold And these are all things that he wants God to do for him Because he recognizes that He's born With just a fundamental flaw Mm. And he knows that no amount of sticky tape or duct tape yes. or sticky taping head torches on, nothing will fix him. He needs a brand new heart. And so what we have contrasted in our, in our study today is we've got creation where God takes a black, vacuous void, mm. and through his word, through this revelation, he, he just speaks light into existence and, yes. and starts this work of creation and makes this beautiful gem of a world. And then he sees us with our dark and black hearts, this void And then he speaks into our into our lives Reveals his glory And continues all this work of speaking And recreating us into mm. his image And then that's the work of recreation yes. That's the work of salvation
2: Yeah, You've got all those elements there It's incredible It says creating me a clean out Why don't he just say Lord just um, modify what's there And make the little bit take, of good that, that I have Take my bad parts out <laughs> yeah, Just stretch out the good that I already have And just expand that But he doesn't say that He says create Now, the word create, as you were saying before, is actually creating something or making something exist that didn't exist before. That's right. And we've already discussed in previous programs that when God spoke things into existence, the materials from which these things were made weren't there previously. It was the inherent power in the Word of God that caused these things to be and the materials to materialize when God said it. The materials weren't there before. So in the same way, in our own hearts— this light of the knowledge of the glory of God Is not in our, in our hearts That's right By nature Now uh, it is the prophet um, Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 Where it says that the heart is deceitful above all things And desperately wicked who can know it So that's the natural heart not, of Not man. just wicked Desperately wicked <laughs> <laughs> That's right oh. So there is no natural righteousness There's no natural light as in Righteousness within that heart, so God has to speak into that void where there was no righteousness before, by His word, righteousness. Now we are told in John chapter one, you know it talks about Jesus being the light. Uh, it says that in verse four, John chapter one, verse four, after it tells us that he was the Word and he was God, you know, and he was in the beginning, and all things were created by him, then it tells us that he is actually the light. It says that in verse four, and him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then it talks about the prophet John the Baptist saying that he came from God. He was sent by God. He came to be a witness to the light. He was not that light. Then Mm. it talks about Christ being the light that lights every man that comes into the world. Now, Christ is known as the Word. He is known as the Word of God. Revelation tells us, for example, he has even a name, a title called the Word of God. So this word of God then shines into the earth, and all that this prophet could do to be a light to the world was merely to be a witness. Just like the moon doesn't have its own light, it only bears witness to the light of the sun and reflects that light. So we can have that, but we need the light of God's word to shine into our lives to create a righteousness there which we do not inherently have and we don't have by nature. It's void it's without form and it's dark just like the earth was That's right, that's right Yeah, and then God has to speak it into existence
3: There's a verse here in Ezekiel chapter 36 And I love um, what God promises to do Over and over again through the Bible mm. God says, I will I will do this, I will do this yes. And it's so funny, when God says I will Often we think, okay, I'll do it <laughs> When God says that he will We think that we must
2: Which is the old covenant response Everything that the Lord said he will do We will do and be obedient
3: It's crazy, isn't it? So mm. this is... um. Ezekiel 36, verse 25, God says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. It's Mm. like I'm going to wash you. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments. And do them Then you shall dwell in the land That I gave to your fathers You shall be my people And I will be your God
0: Mm. Just
3: let us notice The amazing promises That God says here I'm going to cleanse you From all your filthiness All that yuck stuff I'm going to clean that out I'm going to give you a new heart I'll take out that stony rocky heart (laughs) Replace Mm. it God doesn't just like paint it God doesn't like renovate it God just takes that stony heart Throws it away yes. And puts in a brand new way of thinking mm. A new spirit A new heart God puts that inside of these people And he says Now you're going to be able to walk In my precepts Now you're going to walk in my laws Because I've I basically changed the, the software I've changed yeah. the operating system mm. And he says now You're going to walk in my judgments and do them Now you're going to reveal my character to others Because I've done something miraculous in your heart yeah. As the creator
2: that is incredible And I like some of the things that It talks about water It talks about stone You know the stony heart Out of your flesh Give you a heart of flesh But that uh, verse 25 says I will sprinkle clean water on, upon you And you will be clean Now water quite often Is a symbol of obviously baptism Which mm. is washing away of sin But the way we see it uh, Explained in the New Testament By Paul for example In Ephesians chapter 5 And verse 26 Talking about the church And Christ it says that he might sanctify, that's the, the, sanctify the church, and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Mm, interesting. So the way God cleanses, cleanses his church is through the word. Now we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God only. So when we receive that message of righteousness by faith, which come to, comes to us by the word of God, when we receive it, we receive the righteousness that that word talks about, which is the righteousness of Christ. And into a void there was dark and without form, the righteous image of Christ is recreated and then also regenerated. So, dear listener, that's our lesson for today. We just wanted to let you know that the Bible teaches that conversion and salvation and redemption is actually the power of God recreating in us the image of God that was lost through sin. We look forward to catching up with you next time. May God bless you. Until then.
1: Thank you for joining us on Faith to Faith. If you would like more information about today's program or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 024973 3456 or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We love to hear from you.